Welcome to this week's Henchman of Comics. I'm Alex Cushback. And I'm Matt Golden. And this week we are talking about season two of the Netflix series, Jessica Jones. Yes, and if you are joining us for the first time, spoiler alert, we will be totally talking all of our shitty opinions about this wonderful series. Uh, Some will call it wonderful, some will say other things about Jessica Jones from what I know. So let's get it kicked off. And I just want to congratulate us for remembering to say spoilers beforehand not 10 minutes into the podcast like normal yeah believe me it took all day of me concentrating on that one fact for me to actually spit it out before we said seven spoilers we are true professionals you fucking know it man okay so let's go with it. just what were your initial thoughts on season two uh suck fest i thought it, it was <laughs> not missing any words no i do not i don't waste time getting into it I thought there were so many characters that were absolute shit. So before I get into my uh, scathing review of this season, I'll talk about the one good part of it. Jessica Jones and her lawyer buddy, Jerry, were the two standout parts of this entire season. Everything else sucked. The (laughs) acting and the storylines for pretty much the whole thing, other than Jerry's storyline, was just lame as shit. I hated it. See, I... I take the opposite opinion of you. I like the series. I did not like it as much as season one of Jessica Jones and not even close to as much as I enjoyed that. But I thought that was a near perfect season of television. Season one of Jessica Jones was great. You had a great villain. This time there's not even really a villain. Yeah, it's it's an interesting season because... Is it though? Well, in a way because this series is much more... Or this season is much more character driven and less plot driven. And it's more about relationships and the toll that it takes on people and how you change growing up through adolescence with the struggles of having of who you have in your life and who you lack in your life. However, that doesn't always make for the most compelling 13 hours of television. No, it's 13 fucking hours long of character-driven, slow, boring bullshit. My favorite thing, and I actually got to learn a cool fact, uh, The Wiz was actually a superhero from the golden age of comics. Uh, which, by the way, that whole beginning plot point where the Wiz goes and gets killed by some scaffolding mm-hmm. falling was the most ridiculous bit of CGI and television I've ever seen. It, it was, was some of the worst comic I loved book it stuff I've ever because seen. Because it just looked like someone who was like his size, like this larger build and overweight. It looked like how they would run by just kicking their legs really fast back together and their body doesn't move at all. I felt like it was if you and I tried to make CGI happen with the technology, <laughs> the technological knowledge that we have, which is like next to zero. We both worked at Best Buy for like <laughs> two or three years. So I think the CGI that we're capable of is about on par with this uh, This fast runner. It was It was so cheesy and lame. If I could make any changes, I would have the wizard live. I thought he was a fantastic character. I love that he was powered by fear. I love that... They had a callback to how he originally got his powers in the comics. In the comics, he had mutated powers. And then he was bitten by a mongoose, and that gave him additional powers. There was no mongoose bite in this, but he did have a pet mongoose. I thought that was a nice callback to the original character. I thought it all sucked. I thought the <laughs> fact that he couldn't get around Jessica Jones being basically the Flash, couldn't get around this tiny person, and that was it. Like He just Actually, could not run Actually, if you her. think about this, his power... 
he could arm him super fast whenever he was scared. Innately, he was clearly terrified of her the entire time. The farther he gets away from someone, the less scared he is. So maybe he slows down over time or as he gains distance. It was stupid. It was <laughs> so dumb. And then a scaffolding just falls on him. And then instead of being like impaled by something, he clearly lands on something. It just didn't quite make sense to me. A scaffolding falls on you, but you trip and fall on some metal. Really, he just needed proper training because like an average speedster would just spin in a circle and just have all that debris fly everywhere. But maybe he knew that and he didn't want to hurt anyone else and chose to sacrifice himself. I really want to know what happened to his mongoose. Uh, I ate it. Well, uh, I'm glad that scene did not make the cut. Yeah, it was it was not very popular in the writer's room. I really insisted upon myself there. So you love this season so much. So I'm going to go ahead and give you a challenging question. What was your least favorite part of the season? Because I want you to shit on it with me. No, my least favorite part was... I mean, I wanted a, a true villain. Actually, my least favorite part is I loved like the struggle that Jessica have because essentially the villain this season, you could argue that there's different people that could be the villains, but it's Jessica mother, Alyssa also an anagram for Aunt wrong. The real villain this, uh, this season is drug addiction. <laughs> <laughs> and Alyssa is also an anagram for alias, which is a callback to the comics too. I thought that was a nice touch, but essentially she has the same power as Jessica, except she's even stronger but she's also an angry rage monster. Yeah. Oh, that was the greatest part of the whole season is she has the exact same powers as her daughter. Way to go writers. You really knocked one out of the park here. I don't know if this is a comic book thing too. If her mom in the, in the comic books has the exact same power, it is not. And it's explained why they have the same power and it makes sense, but it's such lazy writing. And it seems like it was like for special effects. Like they tried to save money by giving the mom the exact same fucking power. I think part of it too was because they wanted to show like extreme of like a parallel of like what Jessica could become. Jessica wasn't as strong as at her mother, which Jessica still has anger issues, but she doesn't, she's not a serial killer. I, and I that to me point. was like the biggest like disappointment in a way. Although I did the moment that it happened was a real, oh fuck moment for me. But the fact that it wasn't Jessica herself who defeated her mother, although the fact that she didn't set up a bunch of stuff for season three, but I wanted Jessica to come to, come to terms with the fact that her mother was a serial killer, a essentially a spree killer who could who would go on to be a mass murderer. Here's the thing. Actually, no. My least favorite part was when I got became a real comic book nerd moment was when Alyssa was telling Jessica that there were the most powerful women in the world. And I want to be like, no, you're not. Come on, guys. <laughs> okay. The Avengers are public. You're not as powerful as Scarlet Witch. The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are public. Or the Inhumans is no, so you're not as powerful as Daisy. Come on, guys. So you wanted to have like also a, Jessica. You just fought Elektra and the Defenders. Well, come on. <laughs> you wanted to have like a mat at the Wonder Woman screening, where I clearly told the or a Justice League screening where I told the little girl behind me that Wonder Woman was not nearly as fast as the Flash. You really wanted to crush this lady's dreams, and I really appreciate that. Yeah, but there was no one around to listen. Yeah, I know. Well, you <laughs> or no one around that cares. Oh, well, that's, that's better. Yeah, your wife was there watching with you. Right? Also, I'll never get a job like in a writer's room for a show like this. <laughs> I just want them to hire me so I can just give the worst ideas imaginable. Um, so you watched this with your wife, correct? Correct. Uh, what did she think of it? Uh, I think she was frustrated that I made her watch 13 hours of Jessica Jones in a week <laughs> when she works a full-time job and has to care for a baby. And all of her downtime was committed to a 
character driven drama that's very very heavy on the emotion and has very few uplifting moments and if they are they're very fleeting uh and let me just say that jessica's mom killed so many people so frequently including her boyfriend including jessica's boyfriend yeah who she loved for some reason whatever i'm not gonna get into the dynamic dynamics of that relationship but she constantly is just like well you're a serial killer but you're my mom. Oh, don't kill any more people. Also, oh, you killed more people. I still love you. Oh, you don't kill more people. Oh, you killed more people. I never felt she was in the right for killing what, anyone either. No, like not Like that once. scene in the hospital where so she takes the other detective and just falls out the window with her, plugs her to her death. I was like, okay, that's clearly a line that she crossed. <laughs> clearly just doesn't come to her senses. I will say, though, the only like counterbalance that they had, and I thought it was a good moment, was that scene towards the end where Jessica has that scene with Oscar, who near her new superintendent uh, in the restaurant or in the diner. Her superintendent? Yeah. Her super Nintendo. Her her super. Her super. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she, she's actually a principal uh, <laughs> yeah. at a school. Um, has a really weird B-plot this season. <laughs> um, but her talking about how she always felt alone and being with her mom was the one time where she felt like she wasn't isolated in this world. And we've seen Jessica struggle through the throughout this throughout the entire series. So that was a nice bit of writing, a nice bit of performance from Christian Ritter. But it still wasn't enough for me personally. I thought her performance was fantastic, and that was one of the few good good things about this was was her job acting. She did a great job. So, Kristen, I know you're listening. You're a long time <laughs> long time fan. You send in all your your fan mail, and you draw some really poor pictures. So you got you got to work. You got work to do there, but we really appreciate your feedback, but you did a great job. So pat yourself on the back, but your storyline kind of sucked. I really think that the acting across the board is pretty good this season. Even even though I don't like the character, the woman that played Alyssa did a fantastic job. Her name escapes me right now because she did this great from this great range from seeming like a normal comp person to flying off the handle and making both sides of the scale seem believable. Do you think she got the third degree burn on the back of her head for this? Yeah, I'm sure she's a real method actor. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I, I could, I would do that yeah. too. I, I would do that for one season of a Netflix series. <laughs> yeah, that you're probably not going to be in again. Oh, well, you definitely, spoiler alert, you're <laughs> definitely not going to be in it again. What about your favorite moment? Oh my God. Okay. So there's one of the most brilliant parts of television for 2018 is going to be how awful this entire season was. Um, there's a throwback episode to like uh, earlier in their lives. It's, it's called of, a flashback. It's a, it's a very common device used in fiction. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Flashback. Throwback, you know. <laughs> Hashtag throwback Thursday episode. <laughs> so, so we go back in time and we see a young Trish and young Jessica hanging out, doing their stuff. Trish has a drug problem all season, which is cool because it's rock and roll, right? But she just releases this music video for her wonderful song called I Want Your Cray Cray. And this music video is definitely on par with uh, some of the greats like uh, Thriller and all of the other things that came out before, you know, music stopped being on television. So I Want Your Cray Cray comes on and she's like, Jessica, this album or this song could win. And I was like, Oh man, she's talking like a Grammy. She's about to like go win this Grammy. This could win a VMA. Hmm. The best moment of Jessica Jones ever. That should have been the realization where Trish knew she had a drug problem. 
<laughs> she just wanted that VMA so bad. So she I wanted realized, that moon man. I, I fucking get it. So I realized I started having to break down the importance of all awards across all media. So I think the top <laughs> tier is Oscar. Man, this, this episode really took you on an intellectual deep dive. It really did. So it goes Oscars, Grammys, VMAs, Tonys, and then somewhere at the bottom is is the Emmys, I guess. I don't so, know. Uh, what about the Golden Globes? Oh, yeah. The Golden Globes are shit, too. What about, are what about the Kids' Choice Awards? Uh, those are number five. What about the Teen's Choice Awards? Uh, the Teen's Choice Awards aren't as important as the Kids' Choice Awards, because kids are the future, not teens. It's true. <laughs> Teenagers are terrible people. Teens are all drug-addled people who listen to songs about wanting their cray-cray. Yeah, they're the ones that really are voting for the VMAs. They, they enabled Trisha's drug habit. <laughs> they bought her that Coke. I did love a lot of the stuff. Even though Trisha's story arc made her into a character that you're supposed to hate at the end of the season, and you successfully do hate her by the end of it, I did love all the stuff that they did. Like, in the when we first see her, Trisha season, we see her at a kids' party wearing a red wig and a sparkly dress, singing songs from "It's Patsy." But the red hair is a callback to Hellcat in the comics, and they made a bunch of references to Hellcat or playful references about how she used up. Two of her nine lives, a nurse or a doctor tells her. Uh, she scratches some dude on the face, which is a cat reference. But at the end, Trish actually it seems she gets her powers too, which is what I, which is kind of cool. I thought scratching somebody on the face is a Buck Cherry reference to the song <laughs> Crazy Bitch. They should have played that anytime, <laughs> anytime Trish is in a solo scene. I wonder if Crazy Bitch by Buck Cherry won a VMA. <laughs> <laughs> You said that you only like Jerry and Jessica this season. I really like Malcolm this season. I hated Malcolm. I thought Malcolm Malcolm puts up with a lot. I mean, to have Jessica at your boss, not easy. Also, for someone to be in recovery as well. So he's he's sexually in recovery. He's got a job. His new boss is very difficult. And then he gets manipulated by someone else who's in recovery and knows how to manipulate someone and uses them for own gain and gets him thrown into a trunk. He loses his job. And all he wants to do is help people. I don't know what you're talking about. In this season, Malcolm got totally laid. Malcolm got a banging new job. He got a sweet haircut and a badass suit. And then he also got a fat check on top of it. I don't know why you're uh, saying Malcolm's having a, a tough time. Sure, some things go bad. But if you've got all those other five things going for you. Yeah. It's wh- a weird moral. It's like good. lose everyone in your life that you care for and you trust. But you'll make bank doing it. Yeah, exactly. My favorite moment this season was the episode with Kilgrave. They didn't actually bring him back, but they did bring David Tennant back to play Kilgrave, but it's him talking to Jessica, and it's all in Jessica's head. He's, I mean, it's just a reminder of how great he is as as that character. The, the what's the word I'm looking for? The banter between Jessica and Kilgrave is fantastic. And Kilgrave's got this really dark, twisted sense of humor. That really just plays off Jessica's despair and annoyance so well. I thought that was a great moment, too. Kilgrave was such a great villain last season. It was great to see him back, even if only for, for 10 minutes. But I want to kind of talk about some of these side characters for a minute. We've got the great Dr. Carl, which, by the way, if your name is Dr. Carl, I trust you instantly. Like You <laughs> instantly have my 100% faith. Yeah, it's Carl Malice, who's a character in the comics, but his character in the show is much different than what he's done in the comics. Although he was obsessed with powers in the comics, it was for more nefarious means. In the show, his actions, at least he believes that they're more benevolent 
And he's hesitant to continue his work, too. And he also wears nothing but Grateful Dead t-shirts, which is kind of And he wore a Doors t-shirt, too. He did wear a Doors t-shirt. Oh, yeah. he did wear a Doors t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Carl's a cool dude. Yeah, and he fell in love with Alyssa, and Alyssa fell for him. And it was an interesting storyline, and it definitely strengthened Alyssa's motivation for why she acted like she did, although not the killing, but just why she finally busted out of prison when she was arrested. But the one that I didn't like was that he killed himself. Like, that just seemed... Yeah, like it's totally it, lame. The, the, the logic behind it was way too... It, so it, weak. It, it, it jumped way too far. Like, maybe he had a reason to kill himself, but they did not show that across the other episodes or, or make it seem justified. No. Uh, I'm going to go back a little bit and talk about the standout hero of this entire season. Uh, sadly, we don't see him after, I want to say, episode four. Uh, but my boy Griffin... Trish's man. Yeah. The real hero of this entire Jessica Jones series. I hope he gets a standalone show. Yeah. Griffin was Trish's or now boyfriend who tried to be her fiance, fiance by throwing a surprise engagement party. And it backfired spectacularly because Trish wanted to be super hot because Trish was basically Jonesen. She had stolen nukes inhaler and didn't care about anything else but power. What do you think about Trish's um, gaunt look throughout the entire season? Never once throughout the entire season does she not look like she's been strung out for like 17 hours straight. No, I think the makeup artists, the hairstylist, and Rachel Hill herself did a really good job of making it completely believable that that, that Trish was strung out. She has an interview for a TV network, and they go and do her makeup, and she still looks like she had just done heroin for like 40 hours in a row. Like it didn't. No amount of makeup's going to cover that up. Well, she didn't do heroin for like 40 hours straight, though. That's the thing. Yeah, but you don't know what that inhaler does to a person. Turns them into little rage monsters. Yeah, so do you think that she's going to become Hellcat now? Yeah, I definitely think that she will, if there's a season three, which I'm sure there will be. God, I hope not. That there will be that. Sorry, Kristen. I'm just hoping that doesn't take 13 episodes for her to become Hellcat. Oh, fucking, that would be terrible. I don't want that to drag on. I really enjoyed the... MCU references this season. I like that Oscar's kid talked about how Captain America needed the shield, which is a nice callback. The fact that Captain does not currently have his shield in the MCU right now. I liked that they were going to send Alyssa to the raft, which is what they should have done the entire time. That's where Captain America is currently Hawkeye. I think Ant-Man as well until we see him in the war in a month. Oh yeah. Shit. We got like a month and two weeks, month yeah. and a half. The whole time Alyssa was in prison, I was like, there's no way they aren't equipped to handle this kind of prisoner. Like, I, this is going yeah. to end badly. I think the best part of Jessica Jones is the fact that Invin- Avengers Infinity War is in a month and a half from it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think one thing I've already talked about, but you mentioned it briefly, was Jerry's storyline. And Jerry's diagnosed with ALS. Yeah, I've been get, waiting to get into this Ice Bucket Challenge shit. And gets conned. Yeah, how come, how come I'm going to the Ice Bucket Challenge for Jerry? Uh, she even yeah. made a, a funny reference to it at some point, too. But she gets con by someone that Jessica and Malcolm are looking after for their investigation and ends up taking everything from her. But I think what really sold it, it was a compelling storyline, but Carrie Ann Moss's acting is superb. Oh, she's fantastic. And the way she goes from just being doubtful to hopeful, to trusting someone, to being absolutely crushed, to switching gears to I'm going to destroy everyone and just burn down uh, all the fields uh, as I lay conquest of this land. The best part is there's a she gets duped by this uh this girl Inez into thinking that there's a a super out there that has healing abilities. 
she ends up giving Inez a gun at some point and she goes and she basically convinces Inez to kill this motherfucker. And it is the most awesome part of the whole series. Like, Jerry, you bad. Jerry's yeah. a badass bitch. I love it. Jerry's so fucking cool. If I could be anybody about, when I grow up, it would be Jerry. How about the scene, though? I think it was episode three where Foggy comes in Jerry's office, like offers to help her. And Jerry's <laughs> just like, go to hell. <laughs> Thanks. Foggy's like the nicest guy in the world. And yeah. She's like, uh, you guys are, aren't reputable. <laughs> You're too small. It was great. I do you think it's interesting too? Like whenever a character gets in legal trouble in Jessica Jones, I was like, Jessica, you know some of the best lawyers. Uh, <laughs> you not only know Jerry, who's your sort of friend, but you know Foggy and uh, Matt Murdock. You know, I'm pretty sure they'd all take your case. What do you think of the? Okay, so let's let's back up a little bit here, real quick. Hold on, that's no. one with Jerry. That's when Jerry's negotiating her buyout and saying that she's going to take Rain Industries with her, which is of course is a reference to Danny Rand Iron Fist. And they're like, and they're like, that's half of our billing right there. And she goes, no, 62%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I should have thought about that, partners, before you fire the person who has your largest client. God damn it. Jerry's a badass. I love it. So let's keep going here. I think we should back up and talk about Jessica Jones a little bit more. She is the title character, and we really haven't touched on really much to do with her so far. No, and... It, and like you touched on, Kristen Ritter's performance was fantastic this season. I mean, I feel like the Marvel shows have been really underappreciated as far as awards recognition goes. I think David Tennant should have got something for supporting what's his face from who played Kingpin, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, I think Vincent D'Onofrio should have got a supporting actor nod too. I think he got the uh, the award for fastest from quiet to loud <laughs> in, in that season, and. Kristen Ritter, I think she'd get a nomination for Best Actress in this. I'm not saying when, but she won't because Marvel shows get nominated for like Best Title Sequence. I think she'll uh, she'll get nominated for Best Female Actress in a Marvel Netflix show <laughs> come award season. This, I mean, well, then she's going to lose to Jerry. Uh, she will get stomped by Jerry. Jerry's badass. Uh, so Jessica Jones has every emotion in the books this season. Kristen Ritter just totally knocks them all out of the park. Uh, you got anger, you have depression, you have sadness, you've got everything. Those are really just all in the same boat. <laughs> I mean, there's just elation a sadness at times. boat. Yeah, she plays sad really well. She gets to uh, find her dead boyfriend at one point in the season. Uh, what and else happens to her? That's, she's funny. That like that's th- th- through all of this. She's so she, dry. Yeah, yeah. She, she's so dry. She has no time or patience for anyone. Whenever anyone comes at her, whether they're like another PI, like a major PI corporation, she's not threatened because she knows that that she can take them out, whether it's a big chem law firm. The only thing that really holds her back this season is realizing like, oh, crap. Actually, two things. My mother is actually alive and a serial killer. And my basically my sister is a strung out junkie who wants to become me, but can't become me. It only makes things worse for my life. Yeah. Okay. So... Let's skip way ahead to the end, uh, and let's do a little speculating here. Now that we've touched on Jessica Jones's plotline a, a bit, Trish kills Jessica's mom. Yes, which I know how it was for you, but that was a very like oh shit scene. For it me. was, yeah. Trish, uh, Alyssa was ready to turn herself in. She turned the lights on on the Ferris wheel. Alyssa and Jessica were sitting in one of the carriages as it went around, and they're basically she's basically telling her daughter goodbye. And Jessica was trying to convince her not to. And all of a sudden, boom, bullet through the head. Yeah, so on this Ferris wheel, mom dies right next to her. 
While the Ferris wheel is going, they're not like stopped and just chilling on this Ferris wheel. It's night. Nobody's here. Uh, and let me just say real quick, the Marvel Universe on Netflix, just if you're a character there, just don't go to a carnival. Whatever you do, <laughs> your loved ones are going to die. Just don't go. That's all I got to yeah. say. Like Punisher's wife and kids died there. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And he got shot there. But it is interesting. The ending of this season sets up a ton for season three. Basically, Jessica's lost her mother, lost her sister. Trish might have superpowers now. She's lost Malcolm. And she's gained Oscar and uh, Oscar's kid as a sort of pseudo family and a new relationship. But I feel like good things aren't meant to last for her and her world at all. But her world basically falling apart. And everyone's gone their separate ways. Even Jerry and her, even they're never really close. There wasn't really like any resolution between them either. No, there wasn't. And she was just like, "Yeah, I'm not using you anymore, Jessica. Sorry." Yeah. It was it was just kind of weird. So it sets up as character as this was. It sets up a lot of things for season three. Now it might be another three years before we get a season three, but there's a lot of loose ends. So I really hope it doesn't end here. I could. Give or take it. I, I wouldn't mind watching another season of this, but wrap this shit up and don't make it suck. So, where would you rate this on a scale of 1 to 10? Uh, i give it a, a solid, and this might be overshooting it, a 6. I'll give it a 7. I really think, and this is what I recommend for a lot of people, is I really think this is a really strong series. But I think it's best watch like over like a month's time and not try to do in a few days or... A week, and some people can do that and love the series, and that's fine. But I think for the way this season is structured, it's best if you let it play out a bit. Watch two episodes a week. Totally, and, and let's think in because like it's a very emotionally heavy show. So if you just do them back to back to back, you you don't get any moment to breathe really. Yeah, I watched these thirteen episodes over the course of five days, and it burnt me out. It's taxing emotionally but i i mean i wasn't that invested in it because i watched it so fast you still just drove to work in silence that day oh me yeah. hell no i was i was blaring come on get happy no you were blaring come on, get happy. Was, careless whisper by george michael i mean not the songs i was telling matt he was just beatboxing yeah that's just <laughs> what i do i like that you have to correct me and say that we don't have the rights to songs well, I think that about wraps it up for this week's episode. <laughs> As always, you can email us at henchmanofcomics at gmail.com. Subscribe to our podcast um, and then create 17 fake emails and subscribe 17 more times. And then you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. For the Henchman of Comics, I'm Alex Ashback. And I'm a weasel. Henchman ain't easy. <laughs>